0: Hey everyone, thanks for coming to the Preacher Chick podcast. I'm Stacy the Preacher Chick, and today is day 203 of reading the Bible together every day this year. Today we'll be reading Nehemiah 4 through 6, as well as Psalm 49. So let's get going. When Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became furious. He mocked the Jews before his colleagues and the powerful men of Samaria and said, What are these pathetic Jews doing? Can they restore it by themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they ever finish it? Can they bring these burnt stones back to life from the mounds of rubble? Then Tobiah the Ammonite, who was beside him, said, Indeed, even if a fox climbed up what they are building, he he would break down their stone wall. Listen, our God for we are despised. Make their insults return on their own heads and let them be taken as plunder to a land of captivity. Do not cover their guilt or let their sin be erased from your sight because they have angered the builders. So we rebuilt the wall until the entire wall was joined together up to half its height for the people had the will to keep working. When Sanballat, Tobiah, and the Arabs, Ammonites, and Ashdodites Ashdodites heard that the repair to the walls of Jerusalem was progressing and that the gaps were being closed, they became furious. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and throw it into confusion. So we prayed to our God and stationed a guard because of them day and night. In Judah, it was said, the strength of the laborer fails since there is so much rubble. We will never be able to rebuild the wall. And... Our enemy said they won't realize it until we are among them and can kill them and stop the work when the Jews who lived nearby they said to us every time to us time and time again, everywhere you turn they attack us. So I stationed people behind the lowest sections of the wall at the vulnerable areas. I stationed them by families with their swords, spears, and bows. After I made an inspection, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, Don't be afraid of them. Remember the great and awe-inspiring Lord and fight for your countrymen, your sons and daughters, your wives, and your homes. When our enemies heard that we knew their scheme and that God had frustrated it, every one of us returned to his own work on the wall. From that day on, half of my men did the work while the other half held spears, shields, bows, and armor. The officers supported all the people of Judah who were rebuilding the wall. The laborers who carried the loads worked with one hand and held a weapon with the other. Each of the builders had his sword strapped around his waist while he was building, and the trumpeter was beside me. Then I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, The work is enormous and spread out, and we are separated far from one another along the wall. Wherever you hear the trumpet sound, rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. So we continued the work while half of the men were holding spears from daybreak until the stars came out. At that time, I also said to the people, let everyone and his servants spend the night inside Jerusalem so that they can stand guard by night and work by day. And I, my brothers and my servants and the men of the guard with me, never took off our clothes. Each carried his weapon, even when washing. I mean, that's intense. There was a widespread outcry from the people and their wives against their Jewish countrymen. Some were saying, we, our sons, and our daughters are numerous. Let us get grain so that we we can eat and live. Others were saying, we are mortgaging our fields, vineyards, and homes to get grain during the famine. Still others were saying, we have borrowed money to pay the king's tax on our fields and vineyards. We and our children are just like the countrymen and their children, yet we are subjecting our sons and daughters to slavery. Some of our daughters have already been, are already enslaved, but we are powerless because our fields and vineyards belong to others. I became extremely angry when I heard their outcry and these complaints. After seriously considering the matter, I accused the nobles and officials, saying to them, each of you is charging his countrymen interest, so I called a large assembly against them and said, we have done our best to buy back our Jewish countrymen who were sold to foreigners, but now you sell your own countrymen and we have to buy them back. They remained silent and could not say a word. Then I said, what you are doing isn't right. Shouldn't you walk in the fear of our God and not in the, not invite the reproach of our foreign enemies? Even I, as well as my brothers and my servants, have been lending them money and grain. Please let us stop charging this interest. Return their fields, vineyards, olive groves, and houses to them immediately, along with the percentage of the money, grain, new wine, and fresh oil that you have been assessing them. They responded, we will return these things, And require nothing more from them. We will do as you say. So I summoned the priest and made everyone take an oath to do this. I also shook the folds of my robe and said, May God likewise shake from his house and property everyone who doesn't keep his promise. May he be shaken out and have nothing. The whole assembly said, Amen. And they praised the Lord. Then the people did as they promised. Furthermore, from the day King Artaxerxes appointed me to be their governor in the land of Judah, from the twentieth year until his thirty-second year, twelve years, I and my associates never ate from the food allotted to the governor. The governors who preceded me had heavily burdened the people, taking from them food and wine, as well as a pound of silver. Their subordinates also oppressed the people, but because of the fear of God, I didn't do this. Instead, I devoted myself to the construction of this wall, and all my subordinates were gathered there for the work we didn't buy any land. There were 150 Jews as and officials, as well as guests from the surrounding nations at my table. Each day, one ox, six choice sheep, and some fowl were prepared for me. An abundance of all kinds of wine was provided every 10 days, but I didn't demand the food allotted to the governor because the burden on the people was so heavy. Remember me favorably, my God, for all that I have done for this people. When Sambalat, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies heard I had rebuilt the wall and that no gap was left in it though at the time I had not installed the doors in the city gates Sandballon and Gesham sent me a message come let's meet together in the villages of the Ono Valley they were planning to harm me so I sent messengers to them saying I'm doing important work and can knock them down why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you four times they sent me the same proposal and I gave them the same reply Sanballat sent me this same message a fifth time by his aide who had an open letter in his hand in it was written it is reported among the nations and Geshem agrees that you and the Jews plan to rebel this is the reason you are rebuilding the wall according to these reports you are to become their king and have even set up the prophets in Jerusalem to proclaim on your behalf there is a king in Judah these rumors will be heard by the king so come let's confer together Then I replied to him, there's nothing to these rumors you're spreading. You are inventing them in your own mind. For they were all trying to intimidate us, saying they will drop their hands from the work, but it will never be finished. But now my God, strengthen my hands. I went to the house of Shemaiah, son of Daliah, son of Mehetabal, who was restricted to his house. He said, let's meet at the house of God inside the temple. Let's shut the temple doors because they're coming to kill you. They're coming to kill you tonight. But I said, should a man like me run away? How can someone like me enter the temple and live? I will not go. I realized that God had not sent them because of the prophecy he spoke against me. Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. He was hired so that I would be intimidated, do as he suggested, sin, and get a bad reputation in order that they could discredit me. My God, remember Tobiah and Sanballat for what they've done and also the prophetess Noadiah and the other prophets who wanted to intimidate me the wall was completed in 52 days on the 25th day of the month and El- uh, the day of the month Elal. when all our enemies heard this all the surrounding nations were intimidated and lost their confidence for they realized that this task had become had been accomplished by our god during those days the nobles of judah sent many letters to tobiah and tobiah's letters came to them for many in judah were bound by the oath to him since he was a son-in-law of shechaniah son of era and his son Jeho- Je- Jehohanan who had married the daughter of Meshulam, son of Barakiah. these nobles kept mentioning Tobiah's good deeds to me, and they reported my words to him. And Tobiah sent letters to intimidate me. I mean, you know, some people just can't let people live, right? <laughs> Psalm 49. Hear this, all you peoples. Listen, all who inhabit the world, both hot, low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth speaks wisdom. My heart's meditation brings understanding. I turn my ear to a proverb. I explain my riddle with a liar. Why should I fear in times of trouble? The iniquity of my foe surrounds me. They trust in their wealth and boast of their abundant riches. Yet these cannot redeem a person or pay his ransom to God. Since the price of redeeming him is too costly, one should forever stop trying so that he may live forever and not see the pit. For one can see that the the wise die, the foolish and stupid also pass away. Then they leave their wealth to others. Their graves are their permanent homes, their dwellings from generation to generation, though they have named estates after them. But despite his assets, mankind will not last. He is like the animals that perish. This is the way of those who are arrogant and of the followers who approve of their words. Like sheep, they are headed for Sheol. Death will shepherd them, the upright will rule over them in the morning, and their form will waste away in Sheol, far from their lofty abode. But God will redeem me from the power of Sheol, for he will take me, Selah. Do not be afraid when a person gets rich, when the wealth of his house increases, for when he dies he will take nothing at all. His wealth will not follow him down, though he blesses himself during his lifetime, and you are acclaimed when you do well for yourself. He will go to the generation of his fathers. They will never see the light, Mankind with his assets, but without understanding, is like the animals that perish. That's it for today, friends. Come back tomorrow as we continue to read the Bible together every day this year. See ya.